BD for the PSA. Yo, yo. What's up? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. It's podcast. Just in case podcast. you didn't know. It is. Yeah. It's a podcast. And, and it's called TBD for the PSA. <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> uh, before we get started on our agenda today, which is about HRT and uh, top surgery and our experiences with those. Loki, you were literally just telling me a story about how you like to eat chips, and I think the public needs to hear it. You know, me and Chris, we get on these conversations before we press record, and he walked away for a minute, and he came back, and I was eating chips, and he asked me if I heard the song he was singing to me, and it's quite possible that I didn't hear it, because when I eat chips... I can't hear anything because I am a notorious loud chip eater. Mm-hmm. And my reason for that is because chips take up a lot of room in your mouth and I can't breathe if I'm not, you know, like I just can't breathe. I have to open my mouth when I'm eating chips. And I was telling him that I'm a notorious, notorious loud chip eater. And one time I was, I was next to one of my uh, girlfriends and she turned and looked at me while I was eating a bag of Hawaiian chips and asked me if I was eating a bag of rocks because I am extremely loud at eating chips. <laughs> and, I lo- and I love it because, like, I'm always that person who's, like, trying to eat. Like, back when I was in school, I was, like, always trying to eat something in class and chips was always it. And chips are, like, the loud... Even if your mouth is shut, one, when you're trying to eat a chip with your mouth shut, you're just asking for the top of your mouth to get ripped to shreds. Depending on the chip, especially, you're just... You're asking for some pain. But they are always so loud. So even if you're chewing with your mouth shut, you can't get away with it. It's just, like... Yeah. Okay, why was I just thinking about literally before you heard me eating chips? Why was I just thinking about trying to eat chips at school? Why was the why were chips always the only thing you would fucking go for in the middle of class and you would put one chip in your mouth, close your mouth with your hand, try to yep. eat them quietly, but it's so loud in your head one that you're crunch like at a time. <laughs> you're like everyone really hears me. <laughs> Right? My shit used to be like Cheez-Its. And so I'd like take one and like leave it on my tongue until it was like fully like salivated and then like swallow it. Like I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm I don't care. But I don't know. Like I would never go for like the fruit snacks or like you know, I was always a chip in the middle of class, no water having, dry mouth having, like it was uh, oh, the day. oh god. Okay, I swear, I swear you guys this this podcast is not about eating chips or how to get away with eating chips and maybe you should eat fruit snacks while you're in class and not fucking chips you know what i've recently switched to popcorn um okay one of the many reasons i love being an adult is i can buy whatever the fuck i want and aside from buying popcorn i've recently discovered that i enjoy chocolate milk so i bought a half a gallon of chocolate milk and i ran through it in about two days so now i'm just gonna buy a couple of gallons of chocolate milk and be satisfied with my life but all oh, right. i'm balancing that out with instead of chips i'm having popcorn but like it's flavored popcorn so you know it's not like I'm not like my roommate. She's all good. She like has like the bag of popcorn that's like 
un, I don't know, the kernels, I guess, the unpopped popcorn. And she like makes them on the stove all fancy. And, oh like, my God. What is she like in her seventies? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, she, she wouldn't be upset at that reference because she is definitely living her best old, old woman life right now. No, she's like, she's like my age, okay. <laughs> um, but it's okay. great. It's this, like healthy food thing. Anyway. There you um, go. <laughs> I guess uh, this rambling is for y'all's enjoyment in the sense that, like, there, uh, we really wanted to just give a little dive. Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to say this a thousand times, but um, into just more of who we are as people. Um, just because, again, like, we are people. Yes, the topics we talk about are trans specific in some occasion, but we are humans who eat chips loudly. Very loud. And it's the funniest thing is he was like, because when we finally connected on the audio when I got on, I was like, oh, did you hear my song? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh. And then I just crunch, crunch, crunch. Like I put my headphones back in. It was like crunch, crunch. Oh, he's on. Okay, cool. Hey, hey, hey. You can hear me now, right? Like, <laughs> And I wasn't even that close to the mic. I was like leaning back in the chair. I'm like, he can't hear this. But I could see it kind of picking up the sound. But I was like, well, it's not as bad as if I was right in the mic chewing chips. Because then maybe it would sound like rocks. Maybe. No. Okay. So, uh, fun fact about me, I guess, is, um, I'm a stage, well, I'm a stage manager and a lighting electrician. Basically I work in theater. I like, I do all aspects of theater. You can ask me to do almost anything and I could probably figure it out. Um, but like we have, cause we're on comm as stage managers and we've got, you know, people backstage, we've got our sound people, we've got our lighting people, blah, blah, blah. So one of the rules is like not to like chew on comm. Um, because one, you're not even really supposed to have gum in a theater, but like your mic's usually always on. So no one wants to hear you fucking constantly just <laughs> like all fucking night. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're, it's a thing. And I'm happy that at least it's chips and not gum. Cause at some point the bag will end <laughs> and it'll be okay. <laughs> oh, Chris, you know what time it is. <gasps> oh no. What time is it? It's time for the PSA. The PSA! Oh my god, guys. It was determined. It's determined to be now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll start. Um, one PSA for today that we have is uh, you do not have to medically transition to be trans. You don't have to take HRT or hormone therapy. You don't have to have any form of surgery. You don't have to do any of that. For your identity as a trans human being to be valid. In addition to that, you do not have to have body dysmorphia to be trans. I am upset that this is a conversation. I am upset that it is a thing that our society is trying to yet again as a way to restrict people's ability to self-identify and uh, if you have any problems with that, you can write me an email. I will read it out loud and then I will debate you later in the podcast uh but if you have anything to agree with that please by all means do share um so that's mad i'm mad i am mad (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay um because lucky what's your psa for the day my psa for today is people don't ask trans people stupid questions don't question people who are trans don't ask them Oh, do you have this? Do you have that? Blah, 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 blah. Just don't do it. Read a fucking book. Go to Google. You use Google all fucking day for 
everything, literally every single fucking thing, even which way I should put my goddamn toilet paper on the roll. With that, <laughs> honestly, put your toilet paper out where the fuck you want. It doesn't make a difference. If the person that you live with really hates it under, put it under just to make them angry because I like to do it. It's pretty entertaining to me. But off subject, <laughs> people just don't ask trans people stupid questions. Let's just leave it at that. Stop asking stupid fucking questions. And like... Lucky's pissed, and I'm pissed, because this is a valid fucking PSA. And it's in the sense where it's like, for some reason, the human brain, the second you hear about someone's, like, especially trans identity, or, um, you know, uh, sexual identity, you immediately ask about our genitals. Stop asking about what's in our pants. It is not for you to know. It is not for no. And if you want to know what our experience was like or is like as a trans person, maybe go to the platforms in which we feel comfortable sharing. I know I'm really open on my fucking Instagram, but also don't put the pressure on us. It is not like, hey, Lucky, I'm an ally and I'm a friend of yours. And I'm going to now put the pressure and work on you to tell me how you feel and for you to tell me to how to do all of the work that I need to do to support you. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like it works out? No, it fucking doesn't. It sounds like the minority and the person who's trying to be themselves, who is outcast from society, has to do all the fucking work just so that you can respect them. It's bullshit. Stop asking us stupid questions. If you really want to know things about bottom surgery or shit like that, you have Google, and there are people like me and Lucky who are willing to go into our personal experiences of what it was like. So listen, don't take it for granted, and stop abusing your friends and yes. the rest of us. Yes. Stop it. Yes, just stop. Just fucking stop. Read a book. Like Lucky said, like that's how I had to learn a lot about my fucking trans heritage and trans mm-hmm. history, just understanding that trans people existed in the world before me. I read a fucking book. <laughs> if you can't read i'm really sorry that you can't read people but you know have someone read it to you hey, they got audiobooks now i will hook y'all up with a link to there's this cool thing oh my mom was using it for school the other day i forgot to get the i gotta get what it's called from her but it was like uh you like put in the text so it was like a pdf of like this all these chapters she had to read so she like put the pdf into like the website thingy and then the website thingy reads it aloud from like the computer so it's like it's like, a, I don't know, it's like a free audible, if you will. I don't know. So if you you people out there who like to learn by listening, that's something you could Google. And I guess I'll get back to y'all about it if I can ever figure out what it's actually called. Or just listen to this fucking podcast and take what we're saying seriously. Oh, that part. Um, which leads into, I guess we could, I guess we'll just hop into the actual subject of HRT then. Mm-hmm. Where it seems like a good point. We've got our PSAs out people are understanding what headspace to come into this conversation with and it's with open arms and understanding and love and hearts and bunny rabbits i don't open my arms for anybody so (laughs) Uh, so all that to say is that lucky and i i believe are credible sources to be taking information from i think that's one of the biggest things also about like using google all the time is that like you get so much information and a lot of it can be wrong so things that i have found that are credible sites are things that are in hospitals, um, things that are quote unquote peer reviewed, like blogs and all of that. Like those are great. Like Instagram's great. Like YouTube's great, you know, but make sure that like, if you're going to try to get fact facts, 
that you're going to credible people, that you are literally going to doctors. Like, um, I have Kaiser. So when I was first trying to look into stuff, I literally went to like Kaiser.com, trans men, HRT process. You know what I'm saying? So like, there was no guy on Instagram being like, yeah, I take 0.2 in the thigh every two weeks and that's how you should do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need a legitimate fucking source talking to me about these things. Was that my Instagram that you were looking at? <laughs> I mean, hey, it's mine in the beginning. If you scroll back deep enough, I'm pretty sure I, I also fell into that category. <laughs> you did. I never did. I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't like needles. So I'm not going to make anyone else watch that. Well, and also with that, it's just like, now that I've looked back at it and grown a little bit, like that's just a really uncomfortable thing to even be doing um, and like posting. I feel like it's in a sense that like there is a medium for that. And I don't think Instagram is it. So since then, I've totally like cut back on doing things like that. Because also, like I've I've never really posted like what my actual dosage is, because no one's dosage is ever going to be mine. You know what I'm saying? Like your body taking my dosage isn't going to help you. You are not going to get the results that I have by taking my dosage. So like, do you and don't worry about me, and we'll all yes. be okay. Yeah, and don't just make up a dose. Don't think that this is how much you're supposed to take because everyone is different. Me and Chris are on two different what is it milligrams or whatever yeah i think it's milligrams um yeah me and chris are on different doses so don't don't just think this is how much you're supposed to take because it can have effects on you that are not great and you don't want that i can definitely tell you that like as a as something that you're like an example of something you're not supposed to do like i remember at one point like when i was telling you about how i was really really bad at taking my shot i remember that i was like oh well if i'm gonna do it every two weeks i should take more than the dosage that they told me to take right and i ended up doing that for like two weeks but it, it wasn't like as a shitty example like say i was taking 10 this is something that no one i think would ever be taking which is why i'm using it um so say i was taking like 10 milligrams was supposed to take that every week um i was taking 15 every two weeks and i cause problems um, in my body, um, which is part of the reason that like, if I would have really should have done was talk to my doctor and been like, Hey, this is something that I'm running into. Maybe we could adjust my dosage to this new pattern that I want to live, blah, 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 instead of just taking the extra hormones into my own hands. Cause like you mentioned, like it's not good in the sense that like, <sighs> I'm going to get all biology on you right now. Are you ready? All right, nerd. All right. I'm about to get all bio on everybody. I'm ready for Here it. it. <laughs> uh hormones are a thing that we need in the body right so like we every physical human being um produces testosterone estrogen progesterone and uh you know all of the other ones that chris doesn't need to remember um so by adding in an external hormone uh, for uh, trans men in particular adding testosterone um you are going through a puberty um, cause that's technically what puberty is, is a puberty is the, uh, the increase of a particular hormone that was determined by your chromosomes basically. So, you know, um, uh, assigned female at birth humans will start getting their periods because their estrogen and other combinations of hormones, um, arise. And that's when like boys are assigned men at birth. Um, people start, you know, like getting erections and growing facial hairs because they are going through puberty because testosterone is being um, increased in their body. So the issue that in particular people run into when you are trying to you take too much testosterone or X, Y, and Z, and it's why it's really important to make sure that you get your levels tested a lot, is that um, 
the your body will actually convert the testosterone into estrogen. And that's for all bodies. That's for AFABs, AMABs, uh, everybody. Because um, trans women will also run into that issue, which is why having the proper hormone blockers um, and maybe even a topical testosterone is necessary because um, testosterone is, is crucial to the body. Um, so you don't want any reverses happening. You don't need to ca- you don't need to cause any more imbalances to your hormones than you're already doing by adding um, an external hormone. Um, so just do what you're told and be consistent about it. Um, I guess is a is a minimum. And I mean, like again, even if you do miss a week, what I should have done was just taken the dose that I was supposed to take. Yeah, it's de- that's definitely something when you first start. Um, when you first start HRT is having a day a week one day a week in your head and you're like this is the day I'm going to do my shot and you're on it you're on top of it every single week you're on top of it and then you start to forget and your days change it still happens with me and Chris it could be a Sunday and then the next week it's like oh I'm it's a Thursday now because I forgot I mean do we want to talk about you know like the physical changes that happens when you start yeah go for it oh wait Sorry, okay. just before you go. If y'all haven't noticed, I'm like semi an academic. I'm sorry. Um, not sorry. I'm actually not sorry. Um, I'm an academic and I like to, again, prove credibility in that I know where my information is coming from. So before we dive into that, um, the information that Lucky and I are going to be summarizing is from the UCSF Transgender Care website. Uh, we will be posting the link when we post the episode. And it's just so you guys... Uh, that you all could do a deeper dive if you wanted to and take a look at the information that we are talking about. So, Lucky. Yes. Talk to me about the physical changes that hormone replacement therapy can do to transgender men. Ooh, well, this is kind of a never-ending black hole of changes that you go through, and not everyone goes through these. Um, But definitely, I... For myself personally, too, um, the redistribution of your weight on your body was was very strange because, like, I used to kind of have a bigger butt, not like J Lo or Nicki Minaj booty, but I kind of had, you know, <laughs> it was not bad though. It wasn't. It it, it was kind of big, but once I started taking tea, I noticed that it started to move around. I started losing less of my body fat on my on my ass um, a little bit was coming off of my thighs, my stomach. It was just, it was weird. I mean, I'm not like in incredibly great shape just from taking testosterone. That's, that's not a thing. It doesn't change you like that, but it definitely moves things around and your, and your skin will definitely become like thicker. I know it sounds gross, but it becomes thicker and more oily. You're not, you don't have that nice smooth skin that you were used to, you know, majority of your life. It, you notice it more when you, you know, when years go by and you touch your skin to someone else and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's a, I'm rough. Like, yeah, rough. If, if anything, like my hands got rough for sure. It's not, I don't want to say leathery. And- leathery is kind of like an old person skin. Sorry if any old people are listening to this. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Well, it's also about like the fat distribution. Like my ass ran away. <laughs> like that bitch dipped off and i remember at one point being at work and our mutual friend was like wow like where'd your ass go and i was like ah how rude like caught me in a full squat and was like but those pants don't fit like they used to and i was like bitch how dare you i was oh my god um no but 100 percent. like and also like 
now that like I've been on TV for a little bit, like when I feel like I'm gaining weight, I feel like my weight is in my stomach. Absolutely. Like the dad bod, like before my weight was, you know, in my ass and my thighs and like in my breasts, but like it was in my stomach for sure. But it's now like only in my stomach. Like, all right, Chris, um, why don't you give us some more? Uh, sometimes the, I guess it's more in like a fat redistribution aspect as well, is that your face and like your eyes and your face and like your jawline um, kind of come into some changes in the sense where they're at like a firmer angle in the sense where like the general like cheek puffiness comes down. Um, And I think that's just like a testosterone thing. Like, again, when you look at like, I don't know, little mini like, boys and how their cheeks are a little rounder and then when they get into like you know they go through puberty their like jawline becomes really crisp that type of thing starts to happen um testosterone does not make your hands or your feet bigger it might make them more leathery and a little like thicker like we said not the leathery but the thicker but your hands don't actually get any bigger and your feet don't get any bigger it's a myth that i heard a while ago and it's it's a myth and don't believe it and you also don't get taller testosterone does not make you any taller um trust, what trust. I, if it made, if it made us taller i would be double in my dose and hoping to be like six two because i'm five foot absolutely fucking nothing so that's a lie if testosterone was the key we would all oh my god i wish i wish but what i have found um i mean in my own experience at least is that um my posture was better because i had more confidence in myself and in my body so i held myself taller Um, so it's not necessarily that I got taller. I just held myself in a way that, you know, filled up the room a little bit more. Well, and plus I think that it it makes a lot, a big difference too, because, um, especially after, you know, you, you have top surgery, you're no longer kind of, you know, depending on how, you know, big your chest was before, you're no longer kind of slouching, you know, with your, your back and because your chest is so heavy or big, you're just kind of like, well, here's my chest puffing it out. Yeah, and a hundred. Here's a cute story for that. Um, I, my mom knew I was trans before I even questioned my gender identity. What her the, her version of the story was that like I just started to notice that like your attire just became like really baggy sweatshirts, and you were like wearing your hood all the time, and you were just like trying to find a way to conceal yourself and your body from others, and like that's when I knew that you were like uncomfortable in your body. And like for her to see that externally about me just goes to show me that not only were my shoulders hunched and was I leaning in such a way that like in, in the shirts and in the clothing, you couldn't see that I had boobs. Like I was physically shrinking myself. So again, like you had mentioned, like after I had top surgery, I didn't feel the need to shrink. I didn't need to feel the, I didn't need to use my body as a way to hide the rest of my body. So I was able to, you know, put my shoulders back and really, I don't know, uh, like you said, say it with my chest. And it was a really affirming thing. So it didn't like, again, it didn't make me, didn't make me taller. It made me more confident. Yeah. Which I think also goes into this next point of one of the physical changes with testosterone is increase in muscle mass, muscle mass and your strength. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could hop on that a little bit more just because you definitely jumped into the gym well, well before you were on testosterone and then after you got on it. But I was more of an athlete that got injured and then stopped working out and <laughs> then started taking testosterone. So like I didn't really have like a 
I don't know if you say like a ground base to like hop mm-hmm. in. And so I was learning how to go to the gym as a guy and learning how to go to the gym at the same time. So that was an interesting thing for me. But yeah, tell me. Yeah, more. I definitely became more more of a gym rat. I, I, I noticed that I started doing workouts that I didn't do before I started taking testosterone. And I kind of just, you know, would would test myself with my strength and how much I can lift and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I was, you know, bench pressing 50 pounds before. Now I'm bench pressing 200. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to bench press like over my body weight. That's insane. Please don't hurt yourself at the gym. It's not worth it. You will not go back to the gym. People will judge you at the gym. Like, just don't be an asshole. Just go slowly and you'll get there. If you don't get there, then you don't get there. But at least you're trying. You know what I mean? So don't over push yourself. It's not worth it. You don't want to hurt yourself. I literally popped a blood vessel in my eyeball for trying to I remember lift, that. for trying to lift something a little bit more heavy than I should have. I didn't know that could happen. Um, I didn't feel it happen at the time. Just uh, right after I just my eye was all red and I was uh, I kind of panicked a little bit, but I was like, oh, I think that's what it was. Maybe popped a blood vessel going too much. Um, but yeah, just just go slow, homie. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing about just like exercising and working out is like the end goal is to have better health. Um, yes, it's to have like a nice physique and a good looking body, but don't look, don't let your appearance and the goals of appearance um, hinder your ability to be healthy, which is, you know, coming from an athlete who literally tore all four ligaments in my knees. Um, I now am not even really able to do sports the way I would like to because I fucked up my body. So, finding that balance of health and like growth and meeting goals that aren't going to kill you is is key i think that's where it's yeah at. yeah and uh definitely on to the next thing that i know a lot of people um have questions about especially if they haven't started tea yet or they just started tea is when is my voice going to get lower and i can yes. tell you right now that there is no guarantee that your voice is going to get lower. If you notice that your your voice starts to get lower, doesn't mean that's the voice you're going to be stuck with. Doesn't mean that your voice, you know, isn't going to keep dropping. It happens differently for every single person. I don't care if you were born twins and you're both on testosterone. Everything is different for every single person. And that's especially Great. with body hair, getting hair on your face, getting hair on your legs. Like I remember when I first started getting, showing hair was on my thighs and i think we talked about this in the first podcast but i started getting hair on in a really random spot on my thighs it was very very strange to me but i said hey whatever that's you know that's fine um but i know a friend of mine who's actually been on tea for at least two years longer than me is just now getting a mustache it literally affects people so different and he's russian i thought he would just be filled with hair but no, <laughs> yeah, it took him a good while to get hair. I mean, jeans, jeans are a tricky thing, man. Um, and I feel like, and to go back to what you were talking about, like the voice dropping, it, it, it is. I feel like it's crucial to remember that taking like change, like hormone therapy, is a second puberty. So when you think of puberty in all of the movies and like, oh, uh, like the boys are all ragey and they're all growing hair and their voice is all cracky and all of that. Like it is very much that, yeah. um, which is, I feel like a little off topic, but on topic is in the sense that like 
age matters in the sense where, like, for instance, for me, I had been living 20 years as a woman in that female body. And at the age of 21, going into a tech company, starting hormone therapy with a voice that I could not control was a whole thing that I had to figure out. I was having voice cracks in staff meetings. Like, and it's just like, everyone here is finished puberty. Um, So like, what's up with you, dude? You look like you should be done. So it's, it affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And um, it can be something that can also be holding you back, you know, because sometimes I just decided not to speak in board meetings because I knew my voice wasn't acting right that day. So um, just going along for the journey of that and like some t- tricks, um, is like singing, singing is really helpful. Talking a lot is really helpful. Like the thing is, is like the vocal cords are muscles, um, which is why we have singers and why opera singers are so amazing. And again, I'm a theater person, not sorry for it. Um, but you have to work out the muscle for it to train and for you to find the voice that resonates in your body and in your head the way you want it to while going along the journey, because it's not going to sound like that on day one. And it's not going to sound like that on day two or seven or year 11. So hopefully by year 11, but even then who knows? Yeah. And I'm a little different from Chris because I'm, I'm an asshole. I'm literally like, I'm just going to say how things are. I do appreciate a good voice change video that people make. I love hearing this is your first day on testosterone. And I love hearing this is six months on testosterone. What I hate hearing is this is my voice one day on testosterone. This is my voice two weeks on testosterone. It sounds exactly the same. Please listen to your voice before you post stuff. Come on, guys. Like, let's, I want to hear a rapid change in that. If you think it sounds great, perfect. I'm glad. But really just listen to your own voice. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Told you. Like he said, as an audience member to your life, I'm going to need you to. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> no, but, that's not, but that also just goes to show that like things take time. And that like, I remember like I, like, I never like, like taking all these comparison photos and like all of these things that are like only a week apart and only a day apart. Like you're actively looking for changes, you know? And sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not. And sometimes they take months and sometimes they take years, but uh, you, uh, you bring that up. And it's funny because I actually have been digging and diving for audio of my voice pre T because I didn't take any of those videos. So I have to my ears, I have, I have no, I have no idea how it sounded like before I started taking testosterone. Cause I don't have any videos of it. Uh, yeah. I'll just hop into this next part. Um, and it's about uh, our genitals and which are none of your fucking business. Just gonna keep going. Well, also that part. Um, so basically, um, we're gonna go back to our biology session real quick. And back when we are a fetus, the phallus, the the clitoris, and the penis start as the same thing when you are a little fetus and you are. And at that point, when all the you know coro- crum- chromosomes chromosomes are doing all their things and deciding things or whatever, this is why everyone has nipples. Um, because nipples are earlier in the fetal development track than figuring out what the genitals are, which I find as a fun fact as to why men have nipples. But the clitoris and the penis are the same thing. They just grow differently. So when you add testosterone to um, an AFAB body, there is what we call bottom growth, is in the sense where the clitoris can grow in size. Now, we're not talking inches. 
we're talking like centimeters. Some guys can get uh, some guys can get an inch or two, but mostly it's a centimeter type thing. Now, personally for me, um, that was what really hindered me from even starting taking testosterone because not that I was comfortable with what I had. I just I didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, I didn't know what was going to change. But after, you know, doing some, unfortunately, doing some dives into porn um, and just trying to look at like what other people, I say unfortunately because porn is a terrible educator, but just kind of doing a dive into what other people's bodies look like. And now that I've been on T, I'm actually I'm really comfortable with him. Um, I like him. He's, he's there. He's mine. I get to have some fun with him. I will say that going through the puberty with him was fun in the sense that random erections were really annoying, but I also adamantly remember being really thankful that I didn't have like a full phallus because I could hide my heart on and no one could see and no one would know but me, but I knew it was there. So it was like a fun little, I didn't have to hide my dick behind like a, you know, a notebook in in, in, high, in high school or something, you know, I could just walk around the office and it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's as much as we have about physical changes mm-hmm. on testosterone. And I guess we really did touch on the emotional changes as well. And just the aspect that you're going through a second puberty and, and a menopause. menopause. Don't forget about that. I believe the definition. Don't quote me. This is where Chris is not a real doctor. Um, I think the definition of menopause is along the lines of like the stopping of a period, which is something that testosterone also does. Yeah, sorry. I was like, maybe that should have been in the physical physical changes, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so because you're adding the testosterone in and how uh, hormones like to do things, and Chris isn't a real doctor, that basically your period stops happening in the sense where the you don't shed the lining anymore, but you do still ovulate. I would like to repeat, you do still ovulate. And because you do still ovulate, you can get pregnant. Testosterone is not a form of birth control at all. It is not a form. Don't let anyone fool you. And I I personally find it scarier because not only do I not have like a monthly reminder that I like didn't get pregnant, I don't get the monthly reminder that I didn't get pregnant. So how am I supposed to know that I'm pregnant unless I'm going to get, I don't know, tested for a pregnancy test every month? Like what, where does that leave me? That just seems far scarier in my personal opinion. Yeah. But I, yeah, I agree. I I think um, with the emotional changes, I I went mad. Like I already have a um, I already have an anger problem that I've been dealing with, you know, for a really long time. But I remember when testosterone first really started hitting me, and the emotional changes really started taking effect. And I remember the doctor saying, "You are going to go through puberty and menopause at the same time." And I said, "Fuck, that sounds like a." fucking nightmare i remember my mom going through menopause and i was just trying to get the fuck out of her way at all times but then also trying to be there to fan her when she was having a cold sweat (laughs) and i remember i would just get really angry about things and then i would just like break into a sweat and be like get me away from everybody i got to get some air because i'm just getting really irritated and and angry and also i just i'm sweating and it was it was not fun. I also another thing I noticed was I I couldn't cry. Like I wasn't really Oh my god. Yeah. Right? I mean, I was I guess I was kind of a crier before, but I just could not cry. And still to this day there's maybe two things that can make me cry now compared to maybe 20 things that can make me cry before. And right now, 
the two things that can make me cry is hearing my mother cry and also just an animal dying in a movie. I am just a uh, I am a mess. I am just sobbing. I'm in the middle of a street in a wedding gown, just crying. I can't get over it. Yep. That's that. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I yes, I too. Like I used to. I, I spent a lot of high school being like, crying is not a bad thing to do. Crying is a good releasing of emotions because it is a true statement. It's a good releasing of emotions. So when I would like get really frustrated or something, like I would cry, and then I started taking testosterone, and like all of a sudden. Like shows that make that used to make me like kind of tear up, stop making me tear up. Like things that used to make me like when I would be like angry crying, I was just angry. Like there was no crying; it was just pure anger. Like my road rage. Oh my god! Like I I had terrible, and it's not even like an external terrible road rage where I'm like yelling at people and hawking at people. Like there would be times where I would just like get pissed off and just like punch the roof of my car like three times. Like. It was just, like, I just needed to exert the anger. Like, I'm pretty sure I fucked up my horn because I punched it and, like, dented it. Like, it was, it was just, and I'm, and I'm not a punching person. Like, I've never, like, punched a hole in a wall. I've never gotten into a fight. But there was just something about that, like, second puberty, anger, I can't control the world, and, like, everything in my body is changing. That just, like, I guess that was an outlet. It was not a smart outlet. It was not a safe outlet, but that was an outlet for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I did find that, like... The things that I was... Did you find that anything that like, you were interested in, like, changed? Like, did your, like, taste in music or movies or... Not really. I mean, you will still catch me watching, like, The Wedding Planner or Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Yeah. Just yeah. because I grew up around so many movies and I just... I like movies. I like people that can act. And no, I don't really think anything really changed with that. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll tell you this really funny story. So it was in the sense that I was trying to sing my way into a uh, lower uh, vocal cord because I was like, I was an alto two in choir and I was like, maybe no tenor sounds too much. Maybe I could do baritone. Maybe I could do bass. I don't know. So my dumbass goes into my iTunes and removes all of the artists that are singers from my iPod. I'm telling you, I removed albums of Yonsei, fucking Pink, Avril Lavigne, like all of my like, I'm a little punk rock star who's like angry at the world and I love listening to like, like Sarah Bareilles was gone, like all of them deleted to then only leave male artists that were like, what? Pop, like pop boy bands who are what? Singing even higher octaves and ranges that I can't even read. So it was like a weird, like, I'm only gonna like, be a man by listening to man music and singing man ranges. And then like, it was higher than I even hit as an alto too. So like, it was a weird, like, uh, it, yeah, it backlashed for sure. But like, it was something that I thought I needed to do. So I tried it. Um, Needless to say, it didn't, didn't really work out, but uh, I wouldn't say that my interests are changed. Like my interests in general changed a lot. It was just like, I don't know. I mean, like, I've been really bored in this COVID shit, and I've been really into sports. I have been... I watched five sports in one day, Lucky. <laughs> I have been watching hockey, the Stanley Cup finals. I've watched them all from 1994 to the present. Right. I've been watching boxing, MMA, football, basketball, soccer. I watched the race cars. What's the race car one? Not the NASA. Indy. Not the NASA. Not the NASCAR Indy. one, but the other one. The 500, yeah, the Indy 500. I watched about 
36 laps of that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, So I guess my interests have kind of changed, but I think that's just because I'm really fucking bored. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of late for your interest to just change. I think you're just bored. I'm going to blame COVID for that, side, side effects of COVID. I'm telling you, my roommate walked in and she was like, hockey? Really? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just bored. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, so let's, let's get back to this. We have covered a lot of the positives. Um, so we're just going to cover a couple of the risks of taking testosterone. Um, one of the ones that can happen a little bit later in life is blood clotting. Um, but again, here's the thing is that like, there's not a lot of research really done um, in the sense of like long-term research of people who have like taking testosterone from when they were a kid or they've been on it for 10 plus years. There's not a lot of like scientific research that's been done. So like, as for like side effects and negative side effects, there aren't a lot. Um, so blood clotting is one of them. Um, and another big one is brittle bones, um, which goes back to the fact that, uh, if you decide to have a hysterectomy, um, or a full hysterectomy, which is the removal of not just the uterus, but also the ovaries, um, your body is not produced. You are removing the part of your body that produces your hormones. Um, the, so by removing all of that, your body does not, basically you're taking all of your, your hormone producer out of your body and you're saying live, which your body cannot do. Your body needs hormones to survive. So after your hysterectomy, you have to continue to take your testosterone or it will fuck up your bones. Bottom line on that. You have to take it. Even if you have your, um, even if you still have your ovaries or whatever, you could stop taking testosterone. And that's fine if that's what you decide to do. Some things will go back. Some things will, and by go back, I mean like revert to normal. Um, your period may return, um, but as for like beard growth and other changes like that that have happened, those will be consistent. Um, your weight distribution will go back. But all of that to say is that the body needs hormones. So that is one of the risks that you put yourselves at um, by not taking your hormones. Great. So after brittle bones, um, the next thing that we have is uh, risk is cervical cancer. Now, taking testosterone does not put you at a higher risk of cervical cancer. Now, I am saying that the doctors are not saying that. I am also saying that I believe that the two are tied in the sense that there is a lot of uncomfortability about going to the gynecologist as a trans man and being like, I need you to stick this thing inside of my vagina. Um, it is an uncomfortable experience being in the waiting room, the only person with the beard and all of these women staring at you being like, why are you here? And then see you getting pulled back into the doctor's office and then being like, what the fuck is happening? It is not a comfortable experience and it is very traumatic for a lot of trans individuals. So that in mind, um, if you do not get uh, your pap smear, you don't know that you don't have HPV, which is what causes cervical cancer. Because you have a cervix, you can get cervical cancer. And HPV is what gives you cervical cancer. And HPV is a scary tr sexually transmitted um, infection because it's transmitted through the skin. Literally, all you have to do is touch. Um, it's not blood. It's not spit. It's not fluids. It's literally touch. So... The, doc the doctors say that, you know, 99% of people have it and you may be of the generation like I am who received HPV vaccination shots. Um, and as great and as preventatory as that is, you still need to get your cervix checked to make sure that it is healthy and you don't have cervical cancer. 
as uncomfortable as the situations that may be, uh, it is really for your benefit to get that checked out. And then as for the last thing that uh, Lucky and I definitely already covered is missing or changing your dose can result in the return of bleeding or spotting. And for a lot of people, that's part of the reason that they, one of them, one of the positive reasons that they started taking testosterone, like for me and myself, is that I would I needed my period to stop. I needed those hormones to stop controlling my body. And luckily for me, when I stopped taking testosterone consistently, my I didn't receive any spotting, but a lot of people mm-hmm. do. It is bad to be inconsistent with your dose because the body pro- is consistent when it produces its hormones. That That is the thing. And so when you're adding an external one, you need to be consistent because your body is trying to hold on to that consistency. And when you change that, not only are you fucking that up, but you are delaying the results that you were so adamantly craving. Um, So stay on it and talk to your fucking doctors. And you should talk to your doctors, not only about what Lucky and I have summarized and discussed for you, but also the different types of ways that you can take testosterone. There are pellets, which are like, I don't know, like little BBs that they put into, I believe it's into your butt or into your thigh, um, that your body then slowly, um, like, I want to say digests, but that's not the proper word because that's for your stomach. I don't know, that your body incorporates into itself slowly over time. Um, And then there's the gel, which is an external um, application, which I believe is like one or two times a day. I believe it is a daily thing. Um, It is a daily thing. I actually, before I actually took testosterone, I was on the gel. Oh yeah, were you? I was because at the time I did not have medical insurance and my uncle who is like owns a little um, family doctor's office, he had like the samples of the gel. So I was taking that on under my armpit. It was very, very, very like when you put this on, be as clean as possible. Take off your shirt, put it under your armpits. Do not touch it. Don't let it get anywhere, especially do not let it get on another person until it was completely dried. So that was oh, uh, yeah. that was pretty intense. Um, I, I don't really know if it worked well for me. I wasn't on it for too long, but maybe a, like a couple of weeks. But yeah, this anybody who's taking the gels, please listen to what your doctor says about it. Yeah, and that is definitely a frightening aspect of like, I can't touch anybody until this is dry. <laughs> but like, yeah, I can understand where that's coming from because it's a topical testosterone and you don't want to mess up somebody else's hormones. That makes a lot of sense. And then the last type is, I've also found um, that gels are helpful in the non-binary community because it is not a quote-unquote full dose of Mm -hmm. testosterone in the sense where you're able to control some of the physical changes a little bit more. So it's not like eventually you're going to be this like huge built, like masculine presenting person. You can control how much testosterone you are adding to get your desired hormone balance. And then our last form is injections, which are either subcutaneous, which means they're into fat and they have a smaller needle, or intramuscular, which means they go into the muscles um, and that needle is a little longer. Um, Intramuscular is usually thigh or the butt and sub-Q is, I think they say anywhere where you can get like an inch of fat, but stomach or thigh or butt usually as well depending on your body shape. Again, um, I was talking to this one guy on Instagram and he was a little, he's a lot thinner than I am. Um, And so I do mine in my stomach and he didn't have enough like fat 
in his stomach to do that. So I was like, this is okay, great. Go talk to your doctor and have your doctor tell you where you needed to put it. Cause I'm not a doctor. Um, so he ends up, he ended up putting it um, in his butt. Cause that was the only place that had enough fat for him. Again, people communicate with your doctors um, and consistently go in for your hormone uh, tests. Um, I think the first like year or two, you're supposed to go in every like three months to every six months. And then after that, it's like once a year. But if you start to notice any changes in yourself, you know, maybe you're angrier, maybe your period's back, maybe you're just moody, maybe your acne's been crazy or something, just go get your hormones, get your hormones checked and double check that something's not up with your levels. Um, again, to the best of the best that you can with the health healthcare provided, which is a whole other fucking episode because healthcare is a hoop in its own, which we will get to. That's a whole other podcast. Another- yeah, a whole other podcast, not even a whole other exactly. episode, a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well great i think i guess we've wrapped up enough i don't think we're gonna get to surgeries this time but i guess we'll get to them next episode no yes wonderful well that'll give you guys something to hang on to a little cliffhanger all right y'all well we'll see you next time yes and remember you can always reach out to us from our twitter instagram email us whatever you want to do to get a hold of us all right guys thanks for listening Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. TBD for the PSA.